Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Mouse House. Tonight's episode is about this episode and a little bit of rambling. <laughs> Current time, oh dang it, 5.06 p.m. I thought it was going to be 5.05 p.m. and it just changed as I looked at it. I was like, okay, cool, it's going to sound nice. 5.05 p.m. Of course not. <laughs> it changed to 506. <laughs> so, can I last longer? <laughs> and the answer is yes. <laughs> and get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> I know that was uh, implied a little on my part. I'm thinking of making podcasts episodes 48 minutes long instead of 28 minutes this is episode one of season four and i found myself the reason why i found myself going through podcasts because i don't have a tv remember and i wanted to find something new to listen to and whenever i saw an episode from another channel that was like 30 minutes long, 20 minutes long, in that kind of range that I do, I didn't bother to download it or listen to it. You know, I'll download and then listen to it offline because I don't have Wi-Fi. I just use my phone as a hotspot. I was like, well, 30 minutes, it's not that long. You know, I want a longer episode. And I... I kept doing that each day whenever I'd look at, you know, for new channels to listen to. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should make my podcast episodes longer. Maybe I should extend the time a little bit. Because for all I know, my audience, they want to listen to a longer episode as well. You know, I don't know. I'm not sure. But I think it's worth a try for like this season. I mean, to be honest, I kind of want to do this indefinitely because, yeah, I just find myself, it's not that I'm screwing up like time management wise when I'm talking about something and I'm like oh no I'm running out of time it's just I feel like I can talk about a specific subject more you know for longer periods of time because I'm getting better at well basically just talking to myself <laughs> that sounds bad right I've been practicing talking to myself <laughs> That's a good way to get people to sit on the other side of the bus, so to speak. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You know, people who are new to podcasting and stuff, I've noticed their episodes are like 10 minutes long. <laughs> you know, I remember there was this one girl I was listening to a few years ago. I was like, okay, whatever, intro episode, you know, 10 minutes long, probably just like an introduction or something. And she was just talking about 
herself and just like what she wanted to do with the podcast. And I was like, okay, you know, introduction, everything seems normal. And then she was just like, I don't know what to talk about. And this was five minutes in. She's like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. She goes, how am I going to be able to talk for, I think she had wanted to do this for like about my time, like half an hour. And then, you know, had wanted to extend like to an hour. She's like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. You know, this is really weird. Like talking to myself. Um, and I was like, you know, that's kind of a common theme with these new podcasters and I'm not knocking them or speaking ill of them. I'm just saying like when something is new, you're not going to be, you know, professional at it you're not going to be good at it so you're obviously going to have a few rough episodes believe me i have several of them i'm sure sure a lot of you have listened to them (laughs) i apologize for that (laughs) so i'm just feeling like i can graduate to the next level of podcasting in terms of like the amount of time per episode especially because i want to get a microphone and everything else and i might want to dive into specific topics like the history of items that we use on a day-to-day basis not all of us but some of us might use on a day-to-day basis and i think you know that will take more time whether i like it or not so i really I really think this is a good move for the podcast. And speaking of, I I might have to... Well, I do. I don't really have a choice, to be honest. I need to get a new phone, like, soon, within, you know, a matter of weeks. Because this phone is just falling apart software-wise. And it's having a hard time keeping a signal. Um, It's just not doing well. And I thought it was just me. I thought it was just my phone. It was my fault. You know, whatever, right? And I had been watching a YouTuber, uh, MKBHD, and he had mentioned that not only was his, but he had spoken with other people because he thought the same thing. He's like, oh, maybe it's just my phone. And the phone just started to kind of fall apart software wise. It just started dropping the ball and just not really working. His was even worse than mine. He had mentioned that apps were just like not even working period. They weren't even loading up nothing. Um, you know, they weren't able to run and stuff. And I've, I've been pretty lucky so far, you know, I've, I've had apps like where I clicked on them and it didn't work and stuff. And then I, what I did was I pressed the power button to, you know, shut off the screen, unlocked it. And then all of a sudden the app was open. So it was like weird little things like that has happened to me, but it just, it's just not working. And I know what you're thinking like, oh, well maybe, you know, you're, you're out in the woods, um, you know, in a tiny house and stuff. Maybe it's just a bad signal. You're surrounded by trees, you know, everything else. Well, My cousin told me that my phone carrier, T-Mobile, 
they um they just put like a couple brand new towers like in the area within a few miles of me so that's that's not it like i i'm looking right now i i have like one bar missing that's it for the most part i just have a full signal but a lot of the time when i lose a signal it'll have like uh at the end be like a just like um like an explanation mark x what's the word for it x exclamation mark that's it exclamation mark at the very end of it show saying like you don't have a signal basically and nothing loads up and i can't have that happen because to fix it i figured out my own just messing around was to turn it into airplane mode click on that for a few seconds turn it back turn it off and then it will show that symbol again but then it'll get the signal and i'll be back online so it's really disappointing because i i like this phone um you know it's uh it's too bad it's the google pixel 6 so i need to figure something out i i don't know what to do i really don't um i'm guessing i'm gonna get because I checked with, I have Jump. It's a feature where I could just trade in my phone and stuff. Um, the back of my phone is broken. <laughs> the camera's not. Uh, just the glass of the body on the back is broken. So that's going to severely ding my uh, you know, trade-in value. Like I might get a hundred bucks for this, which is fine because apparently it costs like $85 to, for the activation fee and everything else. Um, you know, for like an iPhone 14 pro, I think it was, yeah, the 14 pro. And the reason why I want to get the, well, I don't want to, but the reason why I might get the 14 pro is because, um, I need to I need to do a few things. The YouTube channel has a different email than all my non-copyright music. So I have to like repurchase those, which isn't a big deal. I think it's like maybe 10, 15 songs that's, you know, 10, 15 bucks. Right. So it, it sucks, but it's not like a big deal. It's nothing huge. Um, you know, cause I need those for the short film. And the other reason why is I, I might be forced to make these films with a phone. So, <clears throat> um, I might, uh, I might have to get an iPhone 14 now and then get another one and have two and use those for filming or just use one. I mean, either one, right. You know, either, or I really, I don't know what I'm going to do because I have the camera in mind and the two lenses i was just going to get another lens just in case primarily i want to use the g master uh, 50 millimeter lens and then i was going to get the the g 20 millimeter lens um just because it looks really cool <laughs> i know that sounds bad the body looks amazing it just looks so oh it's just such a good looking lens that 
the G 20 millimeter. Um, and I could use that for photography and stuff like that, but I can use it for the short film as well. So I really want two of the lenses and then the camera. I think it's the Sony a7C. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. I'm not a camera expert. That's why I don't know the names by heart. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know what to do. I really don't know. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm losing hope, but I'm kind of, you know, cause I, I want, I'm going to make these films. I want to make these films. And I will, but I'm just really worried about being able to in October. It's like, well, am I going to have to wait another year? Like, this is really frustrating. I was looking forward to making these films like this year. And there's a possibility I I might be stuck and I might have to wait a whole year. Which brings me on to the YouTube channel. I did post one video and it's a silent film. Just kind of like a test. I got zero views. <laughs> Nobody watched it. Um, I did a test. I didn't send any links either. I just like posted the video. I think it's like two and a half minutes long or something. Well, I um, I don't know what to do with the YouTube channel. If I'm not making short films at this time or this year, what what do I do with the YouTube channel? I just have this like weird obligation to like need to make videos because the YouTube channel is up and running and everything's like ready to go. And I just... I don't know what to do because I'm like, well, you know, I can't really do anything um, as of right now. So it's like the YouTube channel would just be a video podcast. And that's not what I want to do. I My podcast is here. It's not, you know, it's not video podcasting on my, on my YouTube channel. I just don't. I don't know what else to do because I tried to do food, you know, and I love food and stuff, but it's like you can only eat so much food, you know what I mean? And, you know, there's only so many things that I can get out here, um, you know, because I'm not in the city. You know, if I was like in downtown Seattle, like I was just recently, um, you know, it'd be very easy. You know, I could video, uh, you know, downtown Seattle, like on the way there, you know, I could tape that I can, you know, it's like a vlog. Well, it would be a vlog, I guess, right? A food vlog, you know, walking uh, down the sidewalk and heading towards the restaurant and, you know, filming in the restaurant or whatever. Right. And then, you know, it'd have to be mute because there's always music around. And so I'd have to do a voiceover. No big deal. But you know what I mean? Out here, it's like, well, how many videos can I make of living in a tiny house? You know, maybe four at most before you just start repeating yourself. And, you know, what else am I going to do? Like, okay, I can do the food thing and food review and, you know, I can order food or whatever, I guess. But 
I'm just shocked at how much fast food costs. I'm like, why is this burger like $8? Like, it's not even, you know, if it was like a special edition, like Hulk, you know, green burger bun, uh, you know, like quadruple patty, you know, just some crazy thing, right? And it was $8, you know, and it had special packaging, you know, with Hulk, you know, kind of graphics on it and stuff. All right, fine. I, I'd pay the 8 bucks because it's cool. Hulk is my favorite, right? But, like, just your standard burger being, like, $7, $8? What? Where's the point in that? Plus delivery, you know, the delivery fee plus the tip. I mean, you know, to get like a burger and fries and let's say you ordered like more stuff just, you know, to help with like, you know, do a bunch of videos, you know, like uh, chicken nuggets and, you know, so you could do the fries, the chicken nuggets, the burger, you can do, you know, the dessert. Um, you know, whatever, right? And so you could maybe pump out like five videos at most with one order. I mean, even if it was just the burger and fries, you're talking like $20, $30 or more. And so if you order all the other stuff, you're talking like $50, $60 order for fast food. I mean, come on. It's fast food. It's supposed to be cheap, quick, and, you know, it just gets the job done, right? So that's the other reason why food was kind of a no-go. I mean, I guess I could order noodles, but it's like, you know, when I tried that, I was, you know, making multiple videos in one day just because it's easier. You know, it's like, well, sure, I can make one video a day and eat one cup of noodles a day, maybe even two. But it's like, do I really want to eat noodles like twice a day, every day for like a month straight? So I started making videos like, okay, I'll make like four videos. So that means I'm going to eat like four things of noodles in one day. And then I won't eat noodles for like the next four days or so or five days or whatever, right? I just, I don't know what happened. It just wasn't working. You know, I wasn't running out of time or anything. It just, it just didn't feel right. I was like, this, this is not working out. This just doesn't, it, this isn't sustainable. You know, I can't keep doing this for like years on end, eating random noodles, a lot of them in one day, just for content. And the other reason why is just, it's not healthy. I was like, that is really not healthy. I was like, I, I don't even want to think about my sodium intake. <laughs> um, I just, I don't know what to do. I really don't know what to do with this YouTube channel. I keep trying to convince myself like, well, you don't have to do anything. You know, you're not making the short films. You already posted one just for you know, just for messing around, right? Just for fun, right? I don't have to make any content or videos for the YouTube channel because, well, they're not short films. 
and I'm not able to review any cars or motorcycles at this moment. So what do I have to worry about? Like, why am I stressing myself out or feeling obligated to make content when I technically don't have to? Yeah, you got to remember, zero people watch the video, zero subscribers. Like, nobody's going to miss it anyways if I just kind of don't post anything. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do. Um, the YouTube channel actually is called Playful Meat. All one word. Playful and meat. M-E-A-T. One word. And that's the email address for uh, emailing me for, uh, you know, anything about the podcast. You know, for suggestions, criticisms, advertising, anything like that. Playfulmeat at gmail.com is the email for my podcast and YouTube channel. So why the odd name? <laughs> that's the name of a short film that's been driving me nuts. I, I had the short film in my head while I was dreaming. And I was about, I was awake and I was half asleep. And I still had that idea and I was like, man, that's a good film. That is messed up. Really good. And I only remember bits and pieces, unfortunately. By the time I was like awake and I was, you know, coherent, I was trying to remember it and I'm like, oh no, I can't remember. I'm like, what? What was the short? I mean, I know what the short film is about. And there's like two key kind of like uh, scenes, if you will. Well, there's two scenes that I can think of. And I could think of like the core premise and just what the film's about. But I had the entire thing while I was dreaming. It was like, I was making the film. I was playing the character. This was happening in my dream. And then it just disappeared. So I could use the core premise, the two scenes that I remember, and just build on that. And I think that's where I'm going to go because I, I don't really have a choice anyways. So... I need to sit down and write that out before I forget. <laughs> so I should probably do that tonight, tonight or tomorrow night. I'll definitely do it tonight. I'll write down like the basic structure of the film and then just go from there and just like write it down like I'm on top. But it really is going to be like the most messed up film and it's not gory or anything. I don't really think it's gory and it's not like super violent. It's just messed up. You're like, wow, that's a really messed up film. Why would you make that? <laughs> so definitely, definitely going to be my top of the list. Most difficult film to write out and produce and for that matter, remember, you know, remember what this film was about. 
because I forgot. <laughs> so I'm going to have to improvise and figure that out. And I, um, I've, I've been having this hard time with sticking with one email, sticking with one Twitter account and YouTube channel. The only thing consistent is my podcasting because I, I enjoy podcasting, like I said before, and it's not something I want to distance myself from. But I've just been having this like weird feeling. Like, I can't, I can't connect to my accounts. Not emotionally. I, I can't connect to my accounts in terms of like, you know how I feel obligated to make YouTube videos? Well, I don't feel obligated to have these accounts. I just don't care. And like the more people follow me, you know, like on my old, well, it's not old because I still kind of use it. You know, I tweet on the other account. Um, I have like 55 followers and I just don't like that. I don't know why. I just get this weird feeling like I just don't like the people, not all of them. You know, there are some cool ones, but even them, I just don't like, no, cause I like them. They are cool. I wouldn't want to put them in the same basket. So erase that. <laughs> the, the group of people that follow me, they're not mean or anything. It's just, I just don't want them to follow me. Like, I don't want to talk to them. You know, they DM me and stuff and they message me and things like that. I'm just like, and then I got to answer back and I'm like, I, I just don't want to talk to you. They're not being annoying. It's just, I can't really explain it. And it's like, I just want, it's like, I want to be able to be active on online, on social media and for that to be okay that people see it but i don't know any of them and they don't talk to me if that makes sense because i know what you're thinking you're like well you could just make your account private that's not what i want to do i know this sounds crazy and that's why it's so hard to explain i like my new twitter account because the people that know me on that account, the other one, they don't know that account. It's almost like I can't be myself if they're watching my tweets. And I'm not, I'm not tweeting anything crazy. It's just this weird, like, I feel like I'm being watched. Well, obviously I am because they're following me, but it's like they message me, like they DM me, they know me. And, and I just get this weird feeling of like not wanting to tweet because they know me. Not personally, you know, like I, I don't know them like, uh, you know, in real life. But like I, I know what they look like. They know what I look like. 
Um, you know, I know what their voice sounds like. They know mine. But I just... It's like... I, The people that I want to follow my new Twitter account are people that I've never had an interaction with. That's what I want. And if you're wondering, the new account, the new Twitter account that I'm attached to and stuff that, I, that I'm using on a regular basis is bit for pizza capital B I T capital F O R capital P I Z Z A bit for pizza. And so <laughs> how I came up with that name was Bitcoin for pizza. And you might be wondering, well, why? Maybe maybe a mouse just likes pizza and Bitcoin? Well, yes. I do like pizza and I do like Bitcoin. But the reason why I made it that name was, <laughs> oh, I feel so bad for this guy. They even have a national Bitcoin. Well, okay. In the crypto community, they have a holiday called Bitcoin Pizza Day. And what happened was that a long, long time ago, when Bitcoin was worth nothing, okay, like pennies on the dollar kind of thing, right? He had 10,000 Bitcoin. And this guy was in the United States. And he was talking to some of his online friends like on Reddit or something. And he's like, I really want a pizza. He wanted two pizzas for him and his son. And he didn't have any money, but he did have 10,000 Bitcoin, which was worth, I think maybe like 50 bucks or something. Like it wasn't worth very much, right? And a guy in England was like, all right, I'll call in and order you two pizzas if you sell me the bitcoin well he had put him up for sale he's like oh that was it sorry sorry he was like oh i'll sell my bitcoin if somebody can order me pizzas and the guy was like all right fine i'll i'll call in and, and order you the two pizzas and then just send me the bitcoin so the guy agreed he's like all right fine you know i'll send you the bitcoin so they did the transaction and sure enough he got his pizzas and he took a picture and him and his son and the pizzas right Look it up. It's pretty funny. I'm sure there's a picture of him. And look up the Bitcoin Pizza Day. <laughs> there, there is definitely a day. I forgot what date it was. Um, if he had kept that Bitcoin, today it'd be worth like $280 million. So that means each pizza theoretically cost him $140 million each for each pizza and they actually interviewed him on like national news and stuff and he's like yeah that's me like i sold i sold my bitcoin for two pizzas and like i know he's just playing it up for the camera like trying not to let it get to him but i know to this day because this has been years probably a decade right it's been many years since he did this, I, 
I know for a fact to this day, he probably still lays in bed at night and thinks about that and thinks about just, oh, you know, if I had only kept like half of them, you know, or if I only kept like a thousand Bitcoin, you know, I gave him 9,000 instead of 10,000. If I just kept a thousand Bitcoin, I'd have $28 million. <laughs> but instead, I just lost $280 million because I wanted two pizzas. That sucks. So, hence my Twitter name, Bit for Pizza. Bitcoin for pizza. It's kind of a, a nod to <laughs> that transaction in the story because it's so ridiculous. I was like, I have to make a Twitter account because I was trying to figure it out, you know, and that's the email too. Bit for pizza Gmail, but you know, uh, my, my podcast is separate from, you know, separate email. Uh, than my Twitter. So, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. I just can't. And I know what you're thinking. Uh, you know the name. Why didn't you use Playful Meat as your Twitter name? Well, I did. And just yesterday, I deleted that account. And I don't know why. See, that's the other thing that I was like, I don't know why. I really don't know what I'm doing. Now, this Bit for Pizza account, I really want it. I, I don't want to get rid of it. I have zero followers. I don't mind if any of you follow me. That's perfectly fine because you're in the classification of we don't know each other. Like, I've never seen you. You haven't really seen me. We've never really had any interactions. So if you followed my account, I wouldn't have a problem with it at all. That's I mean, that's why I doxed the account. <laughs> you know, if if I didn't want you to follow me, I wouldn't, you know, dox the uh, username. But I did have Playful Meat as my Twitter handle or, you know, the at Playful Meat, but I deleted it. I don't even know why. I, I didn't have any followers. I just, oh, I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know what? I should just have one account. And I was trying to get over that. I was trying to get past this weird need to be away from the people on my other account. So I was trying to force myself to do this. And I was like, you know what? I just can't do it. At the end of the day, I, I tried tweeting and stuff. And I just, I just, it didn't work, you know? I even have a blue check for that account, which I don't anymore. I canceled the subscription. I'm going to get a blue check for my other one. And I was NFT verified as well. My profile picture on that account that I don't want to use had my NFT, uh, my current favorite NFT. It's a Bored Gorilla Yacht Club. Um, it's like, from my research, it's like the most rare nft out of the ten thousand. um it's this <laughs> it's pretty crazy it's this gorilla right pixelated gorilla 
and it has a prom dress on, like a pink prom dress. It has a kazoo in its mouth. It's got these blue beam. They're blue, but they're actually green. Blue beam eyes that just these laser looking, like wide laser looking uh, blue beams coming out of his eyes. And then he's got bunny ears. It looks ridiculous, but it, the reason why I got it is because it's so incredibly rare. The dress is rare. The blue beam eyes is certainly rare. The kazoo is like super rare. And the bunny ears was like kind of rare. But the others, oh my goodness. And that combo, everything together, I didn't see any of them like it at all. You know, I even got rid of the blue beams and just had like everything else. And still I couldn't find an NFT like that in the collection. So from what I understand, it's like the most rare. And the um, the community, uh, the people in the community that were running the project. So the initial creators had ditched the project because they got overwhelmed because it got too big, too fast. It just blew up like last year, last September. I've been a holder since September. That's why I bought my first uh, BGYC in last September, it was a blue beam as well. Blue beam eyes, because that's my favorite like trait when it comes to NFTs. And I had purchased that last year, and then I now I have two of them. And it just got too big too fast. And they just were like, I can't do this. I just can't. And, and they walked away. And so the community took over the project. And now recently, the community members that had taken over have left. And I went on the Discord and I was like, hey, why why is your Twitter so quiet? And somebody had messaged me and they're just like, oh, you know, and I, I was like, oh, I'm a holder. You know, I showed proof. You know, I was like, you know, I've been holding for like almost a year. Like I'm an OG holder, if you will, which I am. You know, that's when the project came out was in September. I've been holding ever since the project came out anyways. And they're like, yeah, um, some of the people that were running the project, they had like other obligations or something and they basically walked away they, they weren't able to maintain running this project so we're getting new community members we're voting on that we're going to vote on the people to run the project and we'll be up and running soon i was like all right cool so that's that's pretty nice and then i asked if they wanted to go on chain versus a traditional nft and they're like, um, yeah, we're thinking about it. I was like, seriously, consider it. I was like, I, I don't like traditional NFTs. Well, it's not that I hate them. It's just I really don't like them compared to on-chain NFTs. And so a traditional NFT is just a token, okay, a non-fungible token. That's where the NFT comes from. A digital token that's attached to the image itself. So the image is not on the blockchain. It's a token. Think of that token as the key to open the door to look at the image, to show that you own it, right? On-chain NFTs are the images are embedded in the blockchain. And so the reason why I like those so much better, way more, night and day, is that a traditional NFT is... It can be deleted by the founders. It 
is running on a I, IPSF servers. So it's running on like all kinds of servers, which I don't like. That's not what I want in an NFT because it's almost like you don't own it. Um, you know, it's like the server owns it. It's not you. Whereas when it's embedded into the blockchain itself, nobody can delete it, right? It's not running on an I, IPSF. That's what they're called. And if the founders were to ever leave, by default, the community becomes the head of the project because they can't delete the project, you know? So that's why I'm much more inclined to purchase an on-chain NFT, so much so that I really don't want to buy traditional NFTs anymore. I only want on-chain. Um, for the most part, the majority of the crypto, uh, the NFT community don't really care. It doesn't mean anything to them because they're just there to make money. Whereas I'm there for the art and the tech. And so to me, it's like, why wouldn't you want to on-chain NFT? You know, I'd much rather have that than something that can kind of disappear, to be honest. So anyways, I, I am going to, the reason why I disconnected it, why my NFT isn't verified on that account, not because I'm going to delete it. Like I, I think what I'm going to do is just kind of ditch the account and just leave it. It's just a zombie Twitter account and just focus on, you know, bit for pizza. And I want to get that verified. So I think you have to wait 30 days. And I'm going to move a bunch of my NFTs into mainly Regina's wallet. Because Regina, my bear, she has a bunch of NFTs in her wallet. And then I, I made a new wallet. And I'm going to move my gorilla to that new wallet and, you know, all the other stuff. So once I purchase some Ethereum to do all this, then by that time i'll probably qualify for a blue check and the other weird thing too is when you want to cancel your subscription you have to be on an android device if you started it with that software so like i couldn't cancel my subscription if i did it from like an iphone or an ipad and same with ios so if i like started the subscription on ios i can't cancel it if I switch to an Android phone. And so that was the other reason why I canceled it as well, because I'm like, I might be getting an iPhone and then I, I'm going to be stuck with the subscription forever. And I won't be able to do anything about it until I buy another Android phone just to cancel the subscription. That, that's pretty annoying. So I was like, I'll bite the bullet, cancel the subscription. I don't care. I don't even want to use the account anyways. And then, you know, and I, I'm thinking I might just keep the dead account on my iPad where I'm really not online that much, you know, unless I'm downloading podcasts or watching a YouTube video every now and then, and just kind of tweet every now and then, I guess, like occasionally tweet like, Hey, I'm still here. I'm still alive <laughs> kind of thing. Um, you know, I might use it to post links 
to my podcast just to get the word out. So I'll be posting links on both accounts to try to get the word out of my podcast, like, you know, kind of double, right? Essentially, you know, I'm doubling the, you know, quote advertising, I guess, if you will, of getting the word out. I'm really wanting to build my podcast. That's really what I'm focused on. And I think, you know what, I think maybe the reason why I'm trying to build a Twitter account is maybe because I want the two podcasts and Twitter to be connected in some way. I That was another thing I forgot to tell you. I um, was on the website, the the uh, I keep calling it Anchor, but they recently changed this app to Podcasters, I think it is, Spotify by Podcasters by Spotify or something now, and it's not called Anchor. Anyways, I was on the website, I signed in to change my email and stuff for this, and I it said, p- paste a link to your Twitter account on the website, you know, for your description and stuff, or, you know, social links, I think it was, it said. And I was like, oh, cool. So I pasted, you know, copy and paste, copy the link and pasted it of Bit for Pizza onto this podcast. But I looked and like, there wasn't a link. So maybe it takes a few days or something. I I don't know why they wanted me to do that. Because I just assumed that it was just going to be there. Like, oh, you know, eventually it'll be there, like, on, you know, if you searched my podcast, you know, it'd say Mouse House, and it would say, um, you know, just the description and stuff, you know, and my email address and everything that I have written in the description. And then maybe, like, off to the right, it'll have, like, a little Twitter symbol. And so people can click on that, and it would take you to Bit for Pizza. That's what I thought, but I haven't seen it so far and i i did that yesterday so i'll keep checking and seeing if it works if not then i'll contact them be like why did you want me to paste that link (laughs) like why you know that if if you're not gonna post it onto my page you know like why is it why did i do that it's a waste of time so yeah bit for pizza is official you know like i it's in the description of my social links to, you know, on my podcast page. I don't know why it didn't show up, but I did it. It said it was saved. Everything was fine. It was cleared. So maybe eventually it'll, it'll pop up. And that's why I'm saying it here. Just so you know, you know what the username is. So if you feel like following, I'm just going to be tweeting about random stuff. I mean, I don't really tweet about NFTs or like crypto or anything blockchain i follow a bunch of accounts and stuff it's mainly just me thinking out loud it says that in my description it says twitter is just digitally thinking out loud that's what i use twitter for and that's what i've always thought it was you know to me it's like that's kind of what people are doing is thinking out loud but digitally and that's twitter right at least back in the day when twitter was new in its infancy Twitter was just kind of like people posting random thoughts and stuff. Now it's like, you know, very categorized, you know, whether it's like tech or science or 
political or, you know, Web3, you know, everything, right? So it's very, you know, set blocks. Before, it was just kind of fun. Now, not so much. Well, we hit the 48 minutes. That wasn't too bad, right? I think, I think we can get used to this. 48-minute episodes. I think that's what we're going to go with. I hope all of you have enjoyed this episode. This is Season 4, Episode 1. Stay tuned. Within five days, I'll be posting a new episode. Have a good night.